Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes that, for no other reason, your host finds interesting. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, a position I've enjoyed for over three decades. In just a moment, we'll explore today's topic. You can find and listen to this podcast via any podcast app by searching for Weather Jazz, one word. Every episode is also available via the website weatherjazz.com which is also where you'll find any accompanying information and links to which I may make reference. This is episode number 64 for Friday. We made it March 22nd, 2019, and it's a very special episode. I wasn't going to release one today, but obviously there's a buzz about the northern lights and the potential thereof. You see, In the month of February, the sun was very, very quiet. Not a single sunspot appeared on the sun any time in the month of February. And we're essentially in the low part of the solar cycle where there's just not a lot of activity on the sun. Well, in March, the sun woke up with a couple of interesting sunspots, and one of the clusters had uh, more than one pole. Uh, The sunspots themselves actually are uh, essentially uh, charged. There's a positive and a negative uh, magnetic pole, if you will. And this particular cluster has multiple poles. And it's kind of like throwing a, a piece of wood that's full of sap into a hot fire that sap is going to start to snap, crackle, and pop, and you'll see sparks flying out all over the place. It's the best analogy I can come up with uh, to uh, allow you to understand that a um, a sunspot with a lot of poles attached to it tends to crackle and pop a lot. Essentially, it is the sun that is belching. Mm -hmm. So it's a solar belch. And if it is uh, moving in the direction of Earth, the particles, the high stream particles, reach the Earth typically in two days or so, plus or minus. And when these high-speed particles whiz past the Earth, it's a lot like turning on a fluorescent light. We have rarefied gases way up in the atmosphere, and the solar particles energize those particles and excite them. And that's where we get our aurora borealis. Uh, Now, one of the indices that we're going to be watching very carefully this weekend is something called the K-Index or the K-Planetary Index. I'll provide a link on weatherjazz.com, episode number 64, so that you can keep and uh, monitor this in case you've never seen the northern lights and would like to see it. Now, this is not a guarantee because uh, forecasting these kinds of events are somewhat tenuous. It's not like a weather forecast uh, whose accuracy is much, much higher. Rather, uh, it is better thought of as an elevated opportunity to see the northern lights because typically we don't see them at this latitude. They're up around 60 degrees north and all the way up to the North Pole. But when you have one of these solar burps, if you will, uh, it tends to expand the what, what is called the auroral oval, 
or the area around the globe that sees the northern lights. And that pushes south, sometimes far enough south, so that we here in Ohio can see it, or Wisconsin, or Minnesota, or if you're listening to this from the Dakotas, or Montana, or Idaho, or Washington, you might see it, or northern New England, for that matter. So anywhere along the northern perimeter of the United States, the potential has been elevated as we watch to see how much of uh, the energy from the sunspot will reach Earth tomorrow night. Now, some of it may reach uh, into the area tonight, Friday night. Unfortunately, we have a lot of cloud cover in the way, uh, so it's not really going to be ideal. Tomorrow night, different story. High pressure from Canada will clear us out. It will be severe clear uh, in Ohio anyway. That might not be the case if you're listening to us in other parts of the United States where we have some Systems always dancing around. So check with your local forecast if you're not uh, in Ohio. But if you're in Ohio, we're in a great, great spot to potentially see the northern lights. Best spot away from the city lights. Um, and if you live near the lake shore in Lake County, Lorraine County, or anywhere well east or west of downtown Cleveland, by the lake shore, great spot because there's very little light pollution. There will be some uh, competition, though, from a near full moon. The full moon will be out. It will be bright, but uh, many, many times the aurora borealis will uh, be able to to shine with that uh, full moon, and you'll be able to see both. So suffice to say, keep your uh, eyes to the north, especially if you have a nice northern horizon that is free of any obstructions. Again, best places right up against the lake shore. Now, I wouldn't go rushing up there uh, and sitting around and waiting for it because, again, it's a, a tentative thing. It's just an elevated opportunity that might happen to trigger sometime, anytime between uh, dark Saturday night and typically 2 or 3 in the morning. Not too much happens after that uh, because of the, the way the earth rotates. But uh, anywhere between dark or nightfall, Saturday night uh, to midnight and, and beyond, uh, we might get lucky. So if you do uh, grab your camera, take a long uh, exposure, and uh, you might get lucky with some of that. I'd love to see some. And a great resource for this, uh, keep an eye on spaceweather.com. It's a wonderful website. They'll keep you updated. There's also something called a real-time Aurora photo gallery. People post photos from all over the, mostly the northern part of the northern hemisphere, uh, and uh, they post pictures of the northern lights. Most of them, in the last few nights, northern Norway, northern Sweden, a few from Iceland, uh, and a few from uh, central and northern Canada. But hopefully that is going to push south far enough so that we can get a taste of it on Saturday. We will keep you posted. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Stay warm. And again, the resources that I mentioned on this will be on my website, weatherjazz.com, under episode number 64. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast, or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. 
And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Weatherjazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the Weatherjazz signature is a registered trademark, all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weatherjazz.